Hi, folks. This podcast is recorded in a house full of animals. One of whom wants to be petted right now. And Ernie wants to be petted, ears. too. Yes, you are also yeah. good, Ernie. We have two dogs and an orange cat in the studio right now. It's a little crowded, uh, but look, you know, little orange cat, Cammy has been in here all day with me, so it's cool. And Just, yeah. we're both orange dogs, too. We have a... We did not fawn. intentionally The, the dogs are fawn. So is the cat. I suppose. <laughs> the other thing to mention is that we tend to swear a lot. Oh, yes. And so we have to mark the podcast explicit. Swearing is as explicit as it will get. We hope. We plan to. Oh. I have... A beep that I can overwrite anything that gets too worse, and then people write in and go, why just censor it? But that's, you know, how it is. So, hi, welcome to Productivity Episode... Blah. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy Episode 118. I'm wearing new socks that were given to me as a gift by... Ellen Datlow, uh, Ellen uh, Datlow, and uh, no, Ellen Kushner. Ellen Kushner. Kushner, not Datlow, and yes. uh, Delia Sherman. Yes. And they have wombats on them, and they're from Australia. And Ernie the dog finds them extremely fascinating. Right. And it wants to sniff them. Yeah, because they're they're new. Did did we wash them, or did you just take them straight and wear them? I this is the first time I've worn them. Okay. But no, I don't think I washed them. I think yeah. they were in my sock drawer. So they smell like Australia. Yes. A smell that Ernie has never ever smelled. No. And so we have to give it our full attention. Yes. But no, let well, us give the podcast our full full attention. I already was. Well, I was trying to, but then there was dog nose in my sock and yeah. hound is like Excuse me, have you heard the good news? You could pet hound. That is the news. I, I have to say, as much as I love the dogs, they may be both my biggest boost in productivity and reduction in productivity. Why are they a boost? Because the dogs give me a chance, an excuse to step away from work, take the dogs out, stand outside for a little bit. Sometimes it's not great timing. They want to go out in the middle of a meeting, but... If I say I have to take the dogs out, all of my coworkers are like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. And if I take five minutes to take the dog out, whatever. It's cool. So they, they give me a, a much-needed break. At the same time, I might be in the middle of some particularly tricky thing, and I'm having to fend off Ernie while I try to get my code to compile. Or in the middle of the night at 3 a.m., Ernie will suddenly decide that now is the time of Ernie. Yes. Now, interestingly enough, he's often telling me that Hound needs to pee. Ernie is an ex – I mean, all dogs are kind of codependent, but yes. Ernie is like a weather vane. Yeah, if – if Oh, you're so good, buddy. She has to pee. He will come tell me like he has to pee. Sometimes he will pee at the same time, but m mostly in the afternoon, he's like, I have to go, I have to go, I have to go. I'm like, all right, let's go. And then Hound's like, oh, I should go too. She goes out and – Let's go a river. Yeah. And he's just like, okay, that's done. Let's go in now. Yeah. And I'm like, really? You are hounds like, like, mm -hmm. yeah, reporter dog. Kind of. All right. So. How was your week? Uh, my week was pretty good. Uh, Yay. I had a big bunch of changes I've been making for our internal code, and I spent most of my time when I wasn't on call, because last week after all things open, I was on call, uh, dealing with that, and then the rest of this week, and I finally got it accepted in yesterday. Yay! And so that was a big win, 
and I did a little happy dance. I, I celebrated my success and. How did you celebrate your success? Um, uh, well, one, I actually had a meeting this week. I was invited to another team's meeting to talk about this change set, what I had done and how it improved our processes. That's not a celebration. That's more work. You had to go to a meeting. I, Yeah, but uh, it wasn't like I had to go to a meeting to sit through a meeting. I had to go to a meeting and talk about this awesome thing I did. For me, that's a reward. Right. Most of the time I'm sitting back here doing my stuff and it's just like a little message on Slack or something goes, good job. This was like a, wow, that's pretty awesome. Tell us how you did it. Okay. Well, I'm glad that sounds more like an acknowledgement of your workplace that you did good than that, than an actual like celebration of your success. But nevertheless, I am glad that you are happy. I am. And of course, it made it a lot easier to say, let's go to the fair. Yes. Well, I mean, I all the change sets were in place. They just hadn't been accepted yet when we went to the fair. So I was I had no guilt about going to the fair and eating all the things. We went to the fair on Sunday and ate many things on a stick. Yes. Things that should never have been on a stick. Yes. The deep fried gummy bear on a stick was perhaps the most significant. And yet it was strangely compelling, and I find myself craving one. Oh, dear. I was afraid that might happen. Yeah. Never so. never do not become addicted to fair food. <laughs> you will regret its absence. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's kind of part of self-care, too, is I literally gave myself some time off. <laughs> I I didn't spend the entire time checking Twitter for the latest updates. I didn't spend large quantities of time worrying about work or the dogs or any of the usual stuff. We went to the fair and we just let it all go, which was kind of nice. Yeah. And I I think we should also mention that we were out counter-protesting supporters of the statue dedicated to the soldiers of the War of White Supremacy. Yes, uh, we were the Mm. people saying... Please get rid of this damn Confederate statue. Yes. And the other people had Confederate flags. And at one point, a bulldozer covered in Confederate flags being driven by a guy in a mask towards the protesters, which I have to say was unsettling. Yep. I I am new to protesting. I, I have gone to occasional, like, marches and things, but not ever ones where... The enemy wasn't basically the cops, you know, like you, you, I'm not used to ones where there are scary people with Confederate flags who are screaming at you about revelations and then driving a goddamn bulldozer down the road. Now, it was weird. Yes, I was very surprised that no one got injured in the bulldozer incident and that no one was arrested. Uh, um, issued a citation and told to take his damn tractor home, as I understand it. Yeah, but granted that the the a lot of very brave people jumped in front of the bulldozer. Uh, yes, and then there was a lot of pushing and shoving. Uh, yes, and the cops all you know lunged into the fray. Basically, the fact that no one was arrested was good. Yes, it was very good, and the fact that. The cops let him off with a warning was disappointing, but apparently he's known to them, and this is not new. 
Yeah, that's that's you know anybody on the other side was driving a, confed- a tractor covered in Antifa flags with their face covered, they'd be in jail so deep that you, they would dig a new cell out of bedrock. But yeah, not that I'm bitter. I get the feeling that this gentleman driving his tractor around town with or without flags is a common nuisance. Yes, well, they should take away his tractor. Yeah. But yeah. So that was that was that. You know, work's been work. Uh, some good progress on the next stage of the thing I'm working on. And there's a Sergei currently on my desk flailing at me. <laughs> so it's I'm a little distracted. Don't don't lean on the He was leaning on the keyboard and the screen was going flash, flash, flash. Yes. Awkward. Cats man. Cats man. Yeah, hi, please don't flip my wine up with your nose when yeah. you went petting. Hand okay, wine not okay. So um so how about your week? Uh it was it it's been really very productive. Monday, like I sat down and wrote uh wait, was it Monday? No, Monday I took off because Friday I finished a book. Right. Which was weird. Um normally I'm like, yay, a book is finished, but this time it had been almost finished for so long and there was just one more scene and I was working on all these other things and I was like, eh, I should get that scene knocked out. So I did. And then I went back to work on another thing and I and then after a bit I was like, wait a minute. I think that book <laughs> is done now. I should send it to my editor. Yeah. Huh. Weird. But it didn't feel like, oh, that book is off my plate. It was just uh because it's been sort of like in the mentally done pile for so long, despite needing that one little bit done, it was more like I had finished an edit or something. Um, right, right. So I didn't have the big woo. I finished a book, uh, aka, oh God, I'm so sorry. I finished a book. Um, <laughs> but I tried to take Monday off after having finished the book mm-hmm. and did some yard work and, you know, stuff. Uh, stuff, moved some mulch. Um, and I got a lot. I mean, I've written like tons of words this week. It's been very productive. I've been trying to coordinate also a whole bunch of stuff on dog school, which is extremely stressful Yes, and like it involves all these moving parts and is taking a definite toll on my brain, but hopefully it will all be settled soon. Yes. And, uh, I mean, uh, this is this is all part of the long-term goal, though. It really is. And yeah. and I I have no regrets about doing it whatsoever. It's just uh, this is a a uh, we're getting to the point where I am responsible for other people being able to do things right, and like right. some of which impact their livelihood and whatnot. And, uh, cause you know, I'm working with a tenant farmer and all, mm-hmm. and it's, I, I have arranged my life to never be responsible for another human being. If I can possibly manage that. And somehow, and every bit of responsibility, you know, like that goes on me, I go through a while of, of general freak out. I mean, I've sort of adapted to my mother, Okay, I can handle that, but mm-hmm. uh, it's – I don't like being responsible for other people. It's why I didn't have children because it would have broken my brain. Um, it's why I love you very much and we, for the most part, keep all of our things separate. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and even when there is any bleed over between them, I start to get stressed. It's very so, true, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, – so it's 
I mean, not that like if you were bleeding out, I wouldn't take you to the ER or something. Obviously, it's not like yeah. that. It's just all the weird little day to day grinds of of worrying about other people are very stressful and kick off my anxiety in a big way. But yep. stuff is getting done. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting shed delivered. And you have started getting your forms for your ADD evaluation yes, filled out. I have been very good. I uh, I got my current other form filled out. I got the childhood one filled out. Uh, did I send you the one? No. Okay, I will, I will go upstairs and send you <laughs> the one so you can fill it out. And then three days she's been saying she's going to send it to me now. Yeah, well, I, I've had the forms for a month, so I feel I'm doing well. <laughs> and uh, but my mother filled them out, mm-hmm. and my buddy Carlotta filled her, uh, hers out. She did not. My mom called me up and was like, "I don't know how to answer these. I let's go over them." And Carlotta was just like, "Hey, hey yeah, I'll forward them to the place." So I haven't seen what she said. Probably that I'm a sociopath, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, interestingly enough, we had talked about having to fill out the FOSFA last week. Yes. Yes. So after all the recording and getting the editing done, and I'm like, it's 1030 at night, and Jacob came in and he said, so here's the password, username and password you need for the FOSFA. And I'm like, it's 1030 at night. I'm starting the wind down. And he looked at me and said, fine, but get it done tomorrow. And then I was like, well, I got to go downstairs with the dogs and ended up filling it out that night. So, and you know, major props to the teenager for riding your ass. Oh, on yeah, that one. yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I hate the FAFSA when I was, um, the FAFSA, and I should have realized I probably had severe anxiety when I was in college, but mm. we didn't talk about it as much then. No, um, but back in the ancient days, <laughs> I used to take LSD recreationally, occasionally, only occasionally, uh. Weekends were occasions. Yeah, no, I I will admit to have doing something similar in in roughly the same age time frame. Yes, and about uh, and I it got to the point I had a hard time doing it in spring because once all of the woo pretty lights and whatnot went down and my brain was still racing. Yeah. Um. I would fixate on the fucking FAFSA <laughs> and the fact I hadn't gotten it in and I had to fill it out every year. I wasn't going to get financial right, aid and, right. I, and certainly I was no way I could afford to go to college. Uh, and I would wind up at five in the morning, not having slept, coming down from tripping balls, trying to fill out the goddamn FAFSA. Yeah. And eventually, uh, and the thing is that that filling out paperwork is a skill you develop. Yes. It is not one that I had developed. Oh. And so uh, I did this like uh, probably like every spring I would do this two or three times and then I would be like, I cannot take any drugs until I've done the FAFSA <laughs> because it was literally this this horrific looming doom that hung over me uh because my life depended on it i'm I'm pretty sure now they've streamlined the process quite a bit Uh, yeah at the time it was not streamlined it was extremely ugly and they told you to set aside about eight hours to do it yeah i think it took me an hour and a lot of that was trying to find the right fucking form in the tax documentation yeah we didn't have our taxes online then either well that uh, no i mean i had the 
uh, hint, folks, if you're self-employed in any way, shape, or form, get a fucking accountant. So I, I had all the printouts from the accountant. Right. And But, of course, all of the staples were right where the form name was. So, I mean, I've got this thing that's like, what, half-inch thick of nothing but federal tax forms that I'm trying to flip through to find and plug in the numbers they want plugged in and having to, you know, switch over to the calculator and go, okay, you went from this line and total from that line and that line. And it was, it was not pleasant, but I cannot imagine having to fill out actual paper paperwork for that. That would be just, yeah. Uh, uh, and, you know, I hadn't thought about that till in years until Jake mentioned the FAFSA, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, my God, I used to have such hellish night. I mean, the forms got done, possibly, because I would sit up at 3 a.m., you know, or 4 a.m. to 5 a.m., just you know, eyes bloodshot and yeah. blazed going, I got to do this form or I will die in a ditch next to Walmart. Because Walmart wasn't really a thing. No, then, so no. It was more just die in a ditch next to, you know. The grocery store? Super America, which in Minnesota America, yeah. is the, the Circle K. We call it SA. So, yeah. Was that before Target started to really branch out of their small neighborhood or? No, we had a big Target. Okay. But, but no, I wasn't going to die in a ditch next to Target. That was way too upscale. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. And the deli you worked at was also way too upscale. Uh, yes. I, uh, uh, they were all very nice, but, um, yeah, it yeah. was the ritzy. The ritzy, yeah. The ritzy Lunds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, thank you for that trip through Ursula's past debaucheries. <laughs> yeah, lots of people, what'd you do? I got high and met God. What'd you do? I got high and panicked about filling out my student loan paperwork. Which, would it would not surprise me if many people did that. Uh, probably more than we'll ever know. We'll ever know, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, thinking of education... I have an interview this week with an educator. Woo! Uh, Thomas Brandt has come back to talk about how things have changed in the last year, uh, some of the things he's teaching his students about staying organized. And it was a delightful talk that went on for a little while. So we'll have that for you right after this. Hi, folks. We have another return guest this week. We have uh, Thomas, and uh, some things have changed, and you're also doing some new stuff, right? Uh, yeah, it's not that new, but we haven't spoken in some time, so yeah. it's it's new for the listeners. There we go. That's, that's the important bit. Um, so why don't you introduce yourself and tell us, uh, well, remind us what it is you do. Um, my name is Thomas. I'm an English teacher in 
a school in Bavaria, Germany. So um, I teach English and social studies or politics, depending on who you ask. <laughs> um, well, it's the subject's called social studies, but basically it's politics and how the German political system works and so on. Um, and I do podcasting and I do um, photography. I play role-playing games. I play tabletop games, tabletop war games. I do quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I seem to recall that from our from our last interview. Um, mm -hmm. So, and and we talked about this. So we're going to go through the questions again because you say some things have changed. Yeah, yeah. So the the question is, how do you keep yourself organized? Uh, mainly by using to do lists, mm -hmm. uh, habits. There's one major habit I haven't got the hang of right now, and it's biting me in the ass because stress is coming back again, and that's mm -hmm. the habit of doing my meditation exercise every oh, day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so so I'm, I think I can say that I'm chronically depressed, and to, to a certain point, uh, I don't use medication or something mm -hmm. like that, uh, but uh, at certain points... I need that that the mindfulness based stress reduction mm -hmm. type of um, um, exercise every day to to keep me somehow focused and that's that's not in place but um yeah I have a set of habits things like um if you get up take your blood pressure medication step on the scales <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, interestingly enough, I I think two years or three years ago, I would be would have been very afraid to to step on 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 the scales, and nowadays it's just something daily. So mm -hmm. it, it, my my perspective changed. I lost quite a bit of weight, and um, nowadays I'm just it's just checking. Yeah, I don't punish myself if if the the scale uh, shows me that some of the weight has gone up. Yeah, it does. Well and and that's the that's one of the things i've found is is weight fluctuates right you, you can't beat yourself up if yesterday you were a pound lighter than you are today cuz tomorrow you might be 2 pounds lighter and then the day after 3 pounds heavier it or or ki kilos grams sorry um yeah yeah i mean it it it's <clears throat> It's more about having a baseline, a sort of a, a range you know you're going to be in because it's it's so it, it fluctuates just in little tiny increments and, and I know people who drive themselves crazy because they're they're up a little today and then oh yay, they're down tomorrow, they're not looking at like an overall average. Yeah. I learned quite a lot about how that works, for example, if you eat a lot of carbohydrates, you usually also have more water mm -hmm. and I can see that because the scales also do that body measurement. It it doesn't do it in in in, in really good. Mm -hmm. So I only have the ones you step on, not the ones where you take something in your hands. And those tell you roughly how your body composition is. And if you see, okay, my my muscle line jumps, mm -hmm. then you know actually it's just a lot of water in in your muscles and. So, so there's usually the weight increase. Yeah. If you have a sudden weight increase, probably it's the pizza you ate the day before. Pizza is my downfall. It really is. Yeah. 
it's good. Ah, uh, yeah, no. And and I don't punish myself uh, yeah. for that stuff. Yeah, uh, for school I use um, this nice yellow planner I'm holding into a camera and p people don't see it. People don't see it. It's nicely named System Schulplaner, so System School Planner. It's very German. I think we are going to look at it in a, in a minute. Um, that's my my weekly thing, and then I have some to dos uh, for school. So if if tests come up, we have to create those tests in in English. We we give people reading uh, tests, so they have to have and no. An article from New York Times, and then I ask stupid questions like in line, so and so, what does the author mean by saying that and that, mm. and so on. And it's not that multiple choice testing. You you probably know it's more like like written answers. Mm. You also do multiple choice, and then they have to write an essay uh, after that, and things like that. So we have to create those th those tasks, and this is something I do with to dos. Mm -hmm. And I have repeating tasks each day, yeah. things to think of. I have a, a, a daily task that says, basically, think about uh, if you have to prepare something for lessons. It's only there to remind me that I think about that <laughs> once a day. Yep. Yeah, because if I'm low on spoons, I have, I have to look after that. Mm -hmm. Mostly the answer is no, but... yeah. And I think it's important to note, by the way, for, for the people who are, are in the U.S., uh, when we talk about English class in school, we talk about it's, it's primarily English literature. When yes. you talk about English class, it's much more the English language, very similar to if we were taking uh, a German class here, it would be um, about understanding, comprehending, and uh, speaking the language, not as much about um, knowing uh, Shakespeare's works and being familiar with T.S. Eliot and Robert Frost and things like that. Yeah. yeah. None of my students study Shakespeare. Shakespeare is roughly, uh, we teach it at my school, but in the last uh, grade. So, yeah. so for example, I mean, I can, I can hold the book into <laughs> to the camera. Yep. So there's words in context. We do stuff like that. So I have to, sometimes I have to prepare stuff, but nowadays you also are pretty well equipped. Um, because I get my books as ebooks, so oh, okay. I don't take an I don't take the textbook to school anymore. I just take my laptop, open it up, and it, it has nice PDFs with the solutions in there oh. and so on. So it's really nice, mm -hmm. um, and plays the audio files if you have um, listening comprehension exercises and so on. But we have to do things like that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we when I, I remember when I was uh, taking French in high school, which was um, as of uh, as of now thirty years ago, and and we would have to get out um, tapes. They, she would have tapes for the playbacks or or vinyl LP records, um, and the fact that now you can just carry that whole thing around with you and don't need an entire AV cabinet is uh, is just pretty cool. Yeah, our school actually doesn't have AV cabinets anymore. We, I think we we threw out the last television one or two years ago. Um, nowadays, you just have projectors and you have MP3s and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, we stopped uh, burning CDs for listening comprehension exercises, I think, two years ago because wow. the last colleague gave up. 
Well, I think we are <laughs> burning exactly one CD for the last colleague who didn't give up. Um, but nothing more. So, so yeah. all of this is gone. Because, of course, an MP3 file is on a computer which is connected to the speakers which are in the room mm -hmm. is the most fail-safe version you can do. Yeah, absolutely. You, you don't have to... The, and even then, if the computer bombs, you probably have another one. Or you can use yes. your phone. Yes, and we're right now uh, moving into things I don't like, like they want to do digital... Um, class books so so each each class has a book in which you write what what you've done in which lesson and, and who is missing in the in, in the class and so on i actually don't want that to be digital because i'm a nerd and i have things that shouldn't be on the web to be on the web so and, and we're we're tangenting here a little bit people but i i have to say from a from the perspective as a parent and perspective of a student um my kid's school uses a uh, an online service called PowerSchool, and mm -hmm. for uh, and also Google Classroom. So for my son, it's really easy. He can he can go and see. Like he was sick for a couple of days. Everybody apparently in the school got sick over the span of like a couple of weeks. You know how it goes, beginning of the year, and. So it was really easy for him to go online and see what he missed where his makeup where where the makeup status is um and then for me um basically i get a weekly report that says here's uh how many times he was late here's how many times he was absent what here's what his current grade point average is this school is focused very heavily on academics for college admission so and he's a, a this is his senior year of high school so it's kind of important to say, okay, is he maintaining his GPA? Um, did he miss a class I don't know about? Um, you know, little things, but it's not like I, I, I'm sure there are parents out there who are abusing it like micromanaging to say, okay, you had a thing. Did the teacher put it in yet? Re 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 bah, reload, reload. But um, I think for, for someone like me who's, who likes overall tracking and for him, certainly it is, it is kind of useful i can see where people wouldn't like it i would much <clears throat> i'm not going to say prefer but i i i can see you know if a teacher is going to keep it on paper it's just uh, and i think one of his teachers does because he's always like yeah she hasn't entered those grades in yet i'm like you turned that in like a month ago and it says you have like a zero he's like yeah she's really bad about updating power school so so that's i mean you know it's it yeah. Also, we have some, something called GDPR. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's yeah. <laughs> it's 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 very interesting what it does to you in the school in Germany. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, because uh, especially if I guess someone comes back after they graduate as an adult and says, "I want to be forgotten." Um, yes, actually, we only archive. I think your final exam paper. Okay. The final exam papers we have to archive for five years, and we have to archive your um, graduation certificate and so on for I think ten years. And mostly people come back with, "Do you still have those?" Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm still obliged to have paper uh, a paper trail. Although we do all of our grades in uh, online, mm -hmm. um, 
and it's it's really very very nice web technology so it's the the, the favorites of php and mysql because what can possibly go what wrong could possibly go and wrong yeah. yeah they tell they told me sometime uh, at least three or four times that it's perfectly safe and um, encrypted and as i have a small connection to the german hackers uh, mm. scene I, of course, believe them. Um, <laughs> because there's nothing ever going to happen there. No. I, we have students who, who, who have um, the job training in inform, uh, information technology. Mm. So I'm still waiting for someone to, to manipulate his or her grades. The, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the... the... I don't know if you saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There's this the, the, uh, late 80s, early 90s movies, and there's this scene where he's faking being sick, and he's had so many absences, and as the principal's literally watching the screen on the computer as the number of absences is reducing in front of him, and he's just getting madder and madder, and they switch. They cut the scene to Ferris Bueller, and he's like, some kids, most kids got cars for their birthday. I got a computer. <laughs> and you know that 90, 1990s hacker movie with that very young Angelina Jolie? Um, hold, you'll, you're going to have to be more specific. I know it wasn't sneakers. <laughs> no, no, no. It's called Hackers. Oh, oh, that one. Yeah. The, surprisingly, that is that is one of the ones I haven't seen. You should. It's nicely corny nowadays. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, even to this day, sneakers with uh, with Robert Redford and um, Dan Aykroyd uh, is surprisingly accurate. Yes, 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 yes. Um, in Hackers, the the, the guy who somehow uh, gave the uh, was counseling the film team was um, telling them bullshit just because he could. So yeah, but but there 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 are nice lines in there like risk computing is the future and it was very prophetic mm -hmm. um oh i i i read a um uh the first novel by um one of my favorite authors um this was back in the 80s um i didn't realize it was his, his first novel um thrice upon a time it's a it's a novel about sending messages back in time and forward in time and how the timeline split and it's actually brilliantly executed except for the bit where everything is on a pdp 11 which is the most powerful computer ever invented and they can't get better and i'm like yeah at the <laughs> time you wrote this it was his first novel and he made the mistake of being specific with model numbers and, and things like that. His next novel, they, he said they just talked about big computers. They didn't actually say this specific brand and model. Um, I have, I have the one, one, one cyberpunk 2020. Oh yeah. Uh, book here that, that says there's a very high, high uh, featured uh, smart computer carry-on computer which has whopping two megabytes of ram <laughs> so less than my phone i'm um, gonna say less than less yeah. than what i the smallest card i can possibly get to put in my camera yeah 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 those times mm -hmm. um anyway um <laughs> slight divergence there yeah. um but uh um 
Yeah, and by the way, the the book I was referring to is Twice Upon a Time by James P. Hogan. I'll put a link in the in the things. I love James Hogan's work, and but this one he really missed the ball on a couple things. Um, anyway, uh, had to get that out of my head. Had to get that out of my head. Um, next so question. next question, yeah. Um, well, we we talked a lot about how you keep yourself organized, and and you talked about habits. So, um, how do you like? What's the systems and habits? that are valuable to this. And I'm going to ask a, a, a different slight, slight twist on it. How do you integrate them? Um, there's one basic, simple answer. Happy to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yay. Um, you know, you know, there's a podcast about productivity. Who, I, who keeps I'm, on banging about that Habitica I, stuff. I, I, I might be familiar with it. Yeah. I, I think they even have a guild now, <laughs> a, a, or a, a group. Uh, community yeah. on Habitica I, that you can join. Yeah, I'm I'm already in there. Okay. Um, so so I tried it mm -hmm. because it looked nice and so on, and I used OmniFocus before, mm -hmm. and then I stopped using OmniFocus because well I'm not using two to do lists, and what Habitica does for me is so much more because it does my habits, it mm -hmm. does my dailies, and it does all those random to dos. What I really love are those to-dos with uh, long lists. So, so for example, I'm right now preparing a trip to Berlin mm -hmm. for my students. So I had a long list uh, for a trip to Berlin. And uh, it, it really comes together. I mean, what I would really like is mm -hmm. a native app uh, and not a web view on my iPhone. But that's still okay. It's a very nice uh, interface there and it basically stopped everything else. So I have OmniFocus still installed on my systems, but I just don't use it because it's all doubled and yep. I don't need that. Uh, yeah. Uh, wait, you don't have the, the native app? Um, I have an app on the phone, mm -hmm. but... It, it, it looks like a web view to me to a certain extent. It, it has... It... it uh, I was going to say the thing about the app and they've been very consistent about it. I haven't looked at the code, but they worked really hard to make it look and feel like the web app. And I, I mean, it still has to backend, but I, I, I don't know if it's literally just, you know, like an electron web view. Okay. I, I also don't know. It just feels like it. And yeah. um, I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm one of those old guys who likes, dedicated clients and so on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, and I just stopped using OmniFocus because uh, I don't need that. What I use to plan out, for example, lesson plans and so mm -hmm. on is still Workflowy, which is yeah. an, an outlining tool. And then, and we come to the piece de resistance. <laughs> Um, because last time I only talked about it. Today I can I can you, actually you, show you Kevin one, my, show, yeah. my my teacher calendar. Mm -hmm. And and you have uh, and every everybody was just so fascinated with that that um, and I couldn't find links. So now I'm gonna. Uh, you get links. Yeah. It's it's it, it and there are different types of those and there are different companies producing them. Mm -hmm. And. I the the company I use it's it's a Bavarian company. Funnily enough, um, they are one of those big teacher um, 
support companies they also sell things like the noise uh, noise traffic lights so imagine a traffic light a small one yeah you put on your desk as, as a teacher Mm-hmm. And the noisier the room gets, it climbs to yellow and then to red wow. to show the students that they are too loud. <laughs> Stuff that's, like that. That's brilliant. Oh my god. <laughs> we all we, we we teachers in Germany think it's cheesy. It works with students up to grade five, so to ten, twelve, and then it doesn't work anymore because they think, What the hell are you doing there? Yeah. Um but yeah, it, it, do, do you you probably don't know the the silence fox Schweigefuchs? That's the German name. No, I don't think so. It, it, it looks like that. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, it's the 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 fox god sometimes. Uh, the, yeah, the, yeah, but yeah. but it means it means shut your mouth and open your ears. Oh, very good. And and you can train students mm-hmm. to all show that and be quiet. So as a teacher, you just go there and you do mm-hmm. do that, and uh, they all go quiet. Usually, it's usually it's the it's by raising hands. They don't necessarily do the silence fox. It's it's uh, the teacher will sit there and sort of raise their hand, and slowly everyone settles down, and their hands all go up, and then they're quiet. It, it goes right out the window. I'm sure when they get to college, but college is a whole uh, different environment. Uh, yeah, I just cursely wait them out, but mm-hmm. I have grown up students. Well, um, the teacher thing looks this looks like that inside. So uh, okay. German school is, I think, a bit different. We have six lessons in, in mm-hmm. usually um, in the morning, and then there is a break, and then you get lessons in the afternoon. And sometimes we have Saturdays, and we have courses on Saturdays. Yeah, and there's something really fun down there. It has it, it has a QR code down here. You can oh. scan that, mm-hmm. and each week you get a sheet of paper with some prepared random lesson stuff you can do in lessons you have to fill for colleagues. Oh, yeah! I never use it. It's so corny. The the thing I I, I want to point out to the listeners at home is this is it's basically a uh, what we would consider a a week on two page layout. Yeah. Um, broken down hourly and then uh, because you guys have uh you folks sorry didn't mean to mis- do do not something that wasn't gender neutral um because you folks have um uh do do lessons on Saturdays which we don't uh and work on Saturdays which we typically don't um Depending on your your job role, you've got that block uh, a much larger block for Saturday than than we do, and your Sunday is what we are used to seeing for both weekend days with just you know lines, no specific times, and things like that. Yeah, there's a second version of that I don't like so much that that basically does the days, and then each day you have all lessons underneath each other, and mm-hmm. then you have blocks of days. Yeah, I don't like that that much. Um, what a, what you also get, and that's of course typically specifically German. I have to, well, I have to use the GDPR version of this because there are grades in the version. <laughs> there are I show grades you. in there, yeah. <laughs> um, not that, not that you really know what they mean. Yeah, um, I, I so you get those, those grades the, the pages. Grid, yeah, and I notice you were flipping half pages. Yes, you um, on those on those pages you mm-hmm. can. T- you you get the you you get the class list and oh. for example I have classes in two different subjects oh. and so I can can flip I can 
take that out and yeah. then just have uh, one page for uh, the social science mm -hmm. lessons and one page for my English lessons in yeah. the same class. And so I have that's and like the attendance grid and grade. No, grid. that's that's the grade grid. Yeah, the grade grid. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, attendance you do in a book that's in the classroom. Oh, okay. So I don't do that in this book. Mm -hmm. um, and this is basically for me brainstorming. I usually don't look into it after I've written into it on Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. Because I, I work on Sunday mornings. I have a lot of colleagues who do uh, evenings. And mm -hmm. for example, great papers in the evenings. I can't do that because I've I think I've done it once. And then I did that paper again. And so I don't work after four because I'm I'm not in the mental capacity to do that. Yep. But Sunday mornings from seven to 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 eleven, mm -hmm. I do my work morning, and that that that's my special kind of weirdness there. And yeah, you you put in your grades. You can. There are pages where you can and put in the seating order. There are some, some special German things in here, for example. Our holidays differ from um, state to state, so you have to know where your holidays are. Yeah. You get a yearly planner in there. And those nice five uh, different ribbons you can put in there and so on. Yeah. I, and, uh, and then... Oh, oh, go ahead. And then they offer uh, add-ons like you can you can put something in the bag so you can put papers in the bag and so on and and pens on there and all that aftermarket stuff. Yeah. I am um, I I discovered when we were in Cork uh there was a store um called the Pen Corner in the middle of uh, or not Cork Dublin. And uh, it was like, oh, and they had five. They actually had filofaxes in the store, and I've always been sort of fascinated by the filofax, but they're kind of f hard to find in the states outside of specialty stores or online ordering. There's a huge fandom, but I've never been able to walk into a store and they just have them here. Look at all of the filofaxes. Um, so that's that's a, a prelude to I ordered a 2020 refill for it, and it has your week on one page with notes opposite which is really nice. But then for the month and the year view, it has the fold-out horizontal chart like the grade chart so that you can fold it out and you can just write down, oh, January 1, this, that, and the other. I mean, it comes out about like this big, but I'm finding it significantly easier to read than the standard grid layout, the standard, you know, here's a month in a square layout. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean... I have to put in things here. Yeah. Actually, actually, nowadays we get our different uh, tests and so on. We we do tests in our school. We do centralized. So, all students write the big English tests on mm -hmm. the same day. Mm. And so I I can put that in here. Also, no. Uh, uh, one special thing about those teacher planners is they start in August. Right. And. They stop in, I think they stop in the end of July, and that's dependent on on, on the the school you're in or the state you're in. For example, Bavaria always starts in the middle of September, and we go until the end of July. But um, Berlin, they usually start, don't know, in the beginning of August, mm -hmm. and end in somewhere around the middle of June, end of uh, beginning of July. So we, we have those six weeks of summer holidays, and in some German states, those actually move around in the year. And oh. then in the big states like Bavaria, they don't. Mm -hmm. And so 
this thing has to be practical for all teachers so it has a really large calendar section and i use only a part of it yeah because i don't need the stuff um that um is for for people for example in berlin but they also give you uh, they, they also give you all the weird holidays we have yeah um for for example bavaria does some holidays no one else does mm-hmm. um Actually, gives gives us more holidays because the the Bavarian uh, education ministry and they they did the holidays around the Christian holidays, and mm-hmm. so we get some more holidays. The um the interesting thing is uh we were looking at coverage for work for the on call thing, and it's like oh apparently Friday is an Australian holiday, only an Australian holiday, and it's based around football. So it's like. Okay, well, we can we can work with that, right? It's like, uh, you know, and we're all sort of like, well, we we don't get holidays around American football or, or hockey or baseball, but you do you, Australia. Um, yeah, there is there is one. Um, uh, I only know the German name. Um, there there is a celebration shortly after Easter where um where Christ go, actually goes to heaven the ascension I don't, yeah yeah um it's always on the on a thursday mm-hmm. and of course as we are nicely catholic over here um we celebrate it yeah it's it's an official holiday in germany and it's also called man's day so all the guys are Drinking away because somehow manhood has something to do with drinking. But um, the fun thing is mm-hmm. a lot of people take the Friday off. Schools don't take the Friday off oh. because the parents complain that mm-hmm. they would have to take um, that day off as well. Yeah. And actually schools were free to use that day or not. And so, and, and so I always have a Friday. And I usually have um, grown-up students, <laughs> which means that I somehow sometimes have a very small class on those fridays understandable yeah. it would be it's um it's like a couple times i had to not in retail uh the day after american thanksgiving to work that day because we needed coverage in a lab or something like that we couldn't just leave the the thing unmanned and um yeah very quiet very very quiet uh at least yep. during the state's time zones uh in uh, i'm for what I do, where I'm supporting basically a, a now a, a large cloud deployment in multiple countries, yada, 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 I, I might have a customer that says, let's spin a whole bunch of stuff up after hours because they, they don't want to impact business. And then I have to adjust, like, the, there will be work to do, but it won't be anything like a normal weekday, right? Yeah. I mean, as teachers, you usually get the morning and yeah. then... You're free. I mean, right now I have I have strange days now. This year I have two day two days that go long oh, until fifteen okay. fifteen. Mm-hmm. I think we start earlier. We start at eight, so so we start earlier than in the US. And of course, there's the there's the added problem that Flocke, mm-hmm. who left me, <clears throat> your dog is I'm left. Slightly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, at, at, at one point with the podcasting thing, she, she just thinks, yeah, I go, screw you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she gets restless after four. 
and oh, sometimes okay. I need someone to watch for uh, to to take the dog out and so on and so yeah. I'm not happy about that. And I got some volunteering going on at 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 half past four. So yeah, there's there's that problem. Yeah. Um. So, but but um with 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 the habits and 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 organizational tools, mm-hmm. those are basically that. I have some more tracking stuff. I do a lot of body tracking mm-hmm. because I'm losing weight. I also started an uh, an app by a group of German psychologists mm-hmm. that tracks um depression and depression symptoms. Oh yeah. And they do the whole cognitive triad thing. So three times a day, mm-hmm. they ask you three questions like, uh, don't know, do you feel restless? Yes, no. How much does this impact you? And how do you feel? And then they take those uh, measurements and and make make a kind of analysis. Okay, are you in a depressive state? On mm-hmm. are you not? And and you can look back on how you feel where your problems are take notes and it's specific also for people who are in therapy so you can actually show that to to your therapist and talk about that but it's also nice for people like me who know that they they can go in the decline and then to at least know what what's happening and adjust for it yeah i'm already adjusting for it yeah so yeah that's yeah. probably it wow yeah, that's that's there's there's a lot more there than I think when we talked last time. <laughs> yeah, things change. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So has has what you do first thing in the morning changed? I mean, how do you decide um, what to do first? I I I have I have um, I've gotten into a routine, mm-hmm. and the routine is nowadays get get up, go to go to bathroom, throw throw in blood pressure, pressure medication, get on scales. Mm-hmm. Get dressed. Go with dog. Yeah. Give give dog um, painkiller slash food. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she has um, um, problems with her hind legs. Uh, yeah. And I remember having to do that with my border collie. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah. She she's a collie uh, mm-hmm. shepherd mix. Yeah. And and then go into the day. Um, right now, I I struggle a bit with waking too early which is fun because basically i just have to stay up longer and play a bit more of ps4 <laughs> really I, 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 i'm just going to bed too, too too early and then i get up too early um so yeah that's what i do first i stopped preparing for school a long time ago because that's a, a really really shitload of stress you can mm-hmm. get into yourself um instead i have my yellow book. Yep. And just know that everything's prepared. Mm-hmm. And then I usually print out um I can print out the the worksheets I use in school either at home or at school. Sometimes I do it at the breakfast table, sometimes I do it in school and then you have a copy machine and that's it. Yep. And yeah. And and you you basically you you're doing your grading and your pre-planning on Sunday. So you already know yes. what you're doing in a given day. Because you've kind of got it planned out in advance. Yes, and mm-hmm. and for the Sunday, I usually do to do a to do list. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some days like right now Thursdays. Um, I start at eleven thirty till one, so I only have three lessons. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And on those days, I also do the Sunday routine in the morning. So if I have enough time and and nothing else to do, instead of going to school early, I usually just sit in front of my computer and grade papers or read stuff or prepare stuff because I I actually think that my my core working hours are between some somewhere seven and two, mm-hmm. and that's that's just. I'm 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 fit in the morning and I'm completely unfit after four. So <laughs> so no. So and and I I really I'm I mean I graded papers. We have very small types of papers that the students have to fill out quickly and you can correct quickly. Yeah. So you can do uh, you can do one of those in an hour or two and you can prepare one of those in an hour or two. So that's not a problem. And you can, I can do that Thursday morning. Yeah. I think the m- most hardcore thing I ever did was write one, of, uh, have the students write one of those on 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 the morning, and then I had them in the afternoon lessons as well. And in between, I had two hours of time, and so they got their test back at the same day. Oh wow! Yeah, there were celebrations. Mm. <laughs> So they would have kissed my feet if I hanged high enough. Yeah. Um, oh, put on ba. Um, so we had we had talked about how you're also teaching some of this organizational stuff, which leads yeah. kind of right into the into the next question, which is what is the best advice or feedback you've been given, or in this case, what is the best advice or feedback you think you're giving? Yeah, uh, I'm actually just taking all the advice and feedback I'm given and mm-hmm. put them back to the students. <laughs> That's I think that's the way you should do this. Do you think? Um, yeah. yeah, someone told me that's the way you should do, do that. And you should not keep wisdom from the people. Um, so, yeah, the best advice, I think, I think I said something different last time, but um, one of the nicest ideas I got was from my old deputy uh, uh, headmaster mm-hmm. who said... Um, if if you work, you you make mistakes, and if you don't make mistakes, you don't work, and that's something I I start to live by. Also, problems that come up are problems to be dealt with. Problems that don't come up are no problems to be dealt with. Especially if you like me, um, depression uh, uh, focused and and get you know those those thoughts that are spinning around things you cannot change and keep you awake at night and that stuff and that you should do do mindfulness mm-hmm. stuff against um those are very hard for me and so i stopped worrying about stuff i cannot change or worrying about problems that might come up but don't come up yeah mm-hmm. i i'm enough ridden with with the plagues that that really <laughs> come to me um so what i tell students is i, I nowadays i actually start that talk i mm-hmm. in the beginning i started only with well this is going to give you more free time and this is going to reduce your stress and uh in, enhance your motivation nowadays i actually start with self-care and mm-hmm. the problem that we are so stressed out that um we don't know how to live anymore and that in school not right now we see that students 
get a lot more anxiety problems. We see mm -hmm. students who drop out because of depression. We see students who um, need need a lot of help. Uh, we we see students who cannot handle the pressure. Mm -hmm. And my school puts a lot of pressure onto you because it's only a one to two year course until you get the degree you want to have in Germany. It's the uh -huh. one that sends you to, to college or university. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so most of those people are all already in, in the second line in the education system and the pressure on them is even higher. Right. And so I, I usually come in there and I, I tell my own stories. So I tell about what uh, I openly tell about my burnouts. I openly okay. tell about some uh, sometimes about that I was in therapy, which is actually something that still has a social stigma over here. Oh yeah. But well, I'm a I'm I'm a large weird guy, heavily tattooed, and I have a septum piercing. So <laughs> screw all of them because. Yeah. Uh, I, I I fall I, I fall through so many cracks. Um, I give a shit nowadays. Yeah. And authenticity, authenticity, thingy, authenticity. Mm. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, is is key as a teacher, if you ask me. So 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 I. I Nowadays, I would say I lied, I lied to myself and I lied to the world for at least 20 years and I should, shouldn't have done that because it's deeply unhealthy. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I come up to the people and one important thing is always that we talk about motivation because all those anxiety problems come with a, a different view on motivation. Now I can ask you, mm -hmm. how do you get motivation? Uh, I, I think... It okay. I'm terrible. I I really am. Uh, sometimes it's I'm following the shiny object, right? Uh, this is really interesting, and I want to follow it. Sometimes it's um, this needs to be done. I'm the person who has to do it, and if I put it off, I'm still going to have to do it. But then it's going to be late. Uh, my my motivation when it comes to a lot of these tasks. Uh, especially work-related. Yeah, is, is either it's something urgent that needs to be addressed because it's a problem, or it's something I've actively chosen to work on as an improvement to the system. Yeah. Uh, for, for things like the chickens and the dogs and the cats, it's much more, it, there's a lot of problem solving. Like, I do want to expand the number of chickens we've got. Right. But to do that, I have to rework parts of the yard. I have to uh, move some fencing around and do all that. So there's that, there's still that need driver in that because I want X, I have to do Y first. Um, but uh, it's, it's not as urgent, except for the point where, uh, for those who don't follow Ursula on Twitter, um, the hound got out like three times yesterday under the fence. She dug her way out. I blocked up the hole. She dug a second hole. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like, she's very determined to get out on that side of the fence, um, which is also where I want to put the new uh, future chickens. So it's like, all right, the timeline on blocking that off and starting to rehabilitate that area into something suitable for, for animals to live in just got moved up because I have to block it off so that the dog can't use it as an escape route as well. Right? Yeah, so 
So you, you showed the difference between extrinsic and and intrinsic motivation. There you go. So intrinsic is the stuff we interested for. What what I'm what I'm also asking for is how do you get a motivation to do something? And what my students usually answer, and it's a very German answer, but mm -hmm. I also know it's a very American answer. Mm -hmm. You have to aim high. If you have a huge aim, if you have a huge goal, mm -hmm. um, you you are motivated and. And I usually answer to that point. That's very good if you want to have an anxiety disorder. <laughs> and they look at, and they look at me like, "What the hell?" I say, "I say, think again." I had someone who said, oh, "I'm a marathon runner. Yeah, that's my aim." And I say, "Okay, how do you prepare for the marathon?" I said, "Yes, I run every day, and I start usually with a small distance, and mm -hmm. then I improve my speed." And so, ah, so you actually do the right thing. You have small targets. Mm -hmm. And you have small goals, and each time you achieve a small goal, you are you get more motivation. Uh, what I, for example, do when I grade papers is, and it's 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 really a motivation thing to a certain amount. Mm -hmm. um, when I f feel like I'm going to get tired, I start counting the papers that are left. So, okay. so I count through them and I say, okay, I, I've done half of those. It's only 10 left. Yeah. yeah. And I can manage that and and then I take a break or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, so, so there's an interesting thing. Our students all believe that they should aim high and they are at this school to aim high. However, they will break on the way if I don't tell them do do your weekly tasks. Mm -hmm. Do do the things before before you. Don't think about your final exam grade. Right. Actually, with the, with the system we have right now, you have no, virtually no influence on your final exam grade. <laughs> you cannot. In, we had an old system in which you could, to a certain amount, game the system. You right. can't do it right now. Yeah. People yeah. don't know what their final grade is going to be and what. Mm -hmm. Um, and and how. And it's composed that difficultly that mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we teachers don't know. And yeah, it's nicely German, and there is a round about German educational politics waiting to happen, which we are not going to go into. Mm -hmm. um, the so so this is a major thing. Mm -hmm. And then I talk about habits and how good habits are because they free headspace. Mm -hmm. yeah, I do a lot of things automatically in the morning, for example. And I do a lot of things automatically uh, around the day because I have habits. And if they, if you, you don't spend brain space on that. Right. And then we go usually into planning and I have uh, five wisdoms of planning. And I, th I think the first one is no plan survives the first contact with reality. Very true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and you have to believe in your plans, but also be skeptical. And also, a plan is only as good as the person who uh, actually enacts the plan. So you can have a really good plan, and it can be well planned out. But if you just suck at that <laughs> or don't want to do it, mm -hmm. yeah, um, I've seen so many young people. They had excellent time plans for their seminar papers and so on. And then they thought, yeah, well, why should I actually adhere to my plan? <laughs> <laughs> and that's typically human. And there's mm -hmm. this last thing that is, um, that that I have on there that says, even if you plan the most conservatively you can, mm -hmm. 
this one is still too optimistic. Oh yeah, and I finish, and, and I usually finish up with a small with with a small hint at the Berlin airport. Oh, you know that story? I, I well, okay. Which Berlin airport? Because I believe I've been to both. So none of those. <laughs> none of those. Okay. <laughs> so there were three Berlin airports: Tempelhof, Tegel, and Schönefeld. Mm-hmm. Tempelhof was closed down nowadays, uh, a natural reserve. Tegel is still on. Mm-hmm. You've been there and you have to, been to Schönefeld. Next to Schönefeld is a perfectly new airport okay. that should have been open for at least five years. However, they fucked up the planning royally. <laughs> right now, it's going to do the, it's, it's doing the rounds in Germany that they will open in October t- uh, 2021. And everyone is still laughing and saying, no, they won't open. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um because they did something completely mad. They didn't plan conservatively and also the people who actually enacted the plan mm-hmm. were all completely inept. So it's a very good example. Yeah. Um and and if you if you say that in a German classroom everyone is going to laugh because they all know that story. Yeah. There's <laughs> so uh, that thing and then we talk about how to do this. I usually explain Kanban. I oh, usually yeah. because it's it's good for a campaign. Our students can see a school year, mm-hmm. especially in our school, because most come here and only stay for a year and then they get their final exams. Mm-hmm. They can see it as a campaign. So yeah. so I can say, okay, you, you have this campaign monitor on, on, on your wall. Um I tell them about outlining and how to outline something and then I show them the Pomodoro method. Oh, Mainly as an advice to people who have a huge problem with their time. I also tell them that I did it only once and I threw the um, <laughs> alarm clock on the wall because I'm in the Ursula camp of I don't let myself be timed by you. Yeah. Um, and I tell, interestingly enough, I did all of those talks in the last weeks in the beginning of school year with my students mm-hmm. and there were some people at that point. Uh, I usually try to 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 tell a story that's relevant to mm-hmm. them. So I say, yeah, okay, you you probably know that you're sitting at home and you want to to study for for an exam, and you 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 think I study for three hours, and you study for three hours, but you can only remember the first one and you never remember the, the last two, and you know why that is because you didn't take any damn breaks, mm-hmm. and for you Pomodoro is good. Because it gives you a structure you cannot do on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I grade papers, I know when I get tired. I just stand up and go away, yep. uh, do something. It, it's, Sunday morning is also my household morning. So I do household stuff in between, for example. Mm-hmm. yeah, Fill up the washing machine or something like that. And then I usually come back 10 minutes later, um, sit down again and, and go. So I have my own rhythm. It yep. works for me. But I know my students... There are some people it doesn't work for them, right? And right. they can do, they can t- try to have an external external force. Um, what else do we do? Yeah, then I show them a, a certain amount of, um, a certain amount of uh, computer programs and, mm-hmm. and th- stuff they can use. Now I know they also have a, sh- uh, uh, a slide with Habitica on them, on it. <laughs> 
because well I use it and I like it. Mm -hmm. I also tell them that I don't get money for that. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. I I I I'm, as, as, one of these days I'm going to ask Vicky if if they've had uh, uh, new signups uh, because of the show and. Um, uh, which would be really cool. Uh, I don't want paid for it because I enjoy the service and and their friends. So I yeah, just think it's probably they yeah. don't know. Yeah. Oh, um, might be surprised. I'll have to ask her. Let me make a note. Hold on. Let me make a note in my own to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and I have a Habitica party actually for, that's open for students. Oh, okay. So, and the, one of the major questions they always ask is, can I see their to-dos? And I say, no, no, and I actually don't want to see them. However, I see how, man, how many damage you deal. Right. Yeah. I, uh, and I'm a level 110 healer, and there are good reasons for me <laughs> never to change classes. <laughs> because if you do this with students, you need someone who can heal. Yes. So... Um, we do that, and interestingly enough, people actually pick up on that. Mm -hmm. I have a workshop version of this in which we actually prepare Kanban boards and do oh, wow. all the work. So I, mm -hmm. I I buy some some sheets of paper and and some some office card uh, office cards in different colors, and have students sit down and talk them through that. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what I do. It's usually a half an hour to 45 minute uh, talk. Mm -hmm. uh, as I, I promise that that I will translate the German version into to English for you, so I will do that. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would, I would yeah. love it. Um, well, we'll talk about licensing and, and etc. after. After this, yeah. There, there's no problem. There's one uh, Creative Commons picture in there, and oh. there are three pictures in there that are by me. So I think you get the license for that. Okay. You have to deal with a very, very, very cute uh, Collie Shepherd mix. Oh, well. It's it's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it burns, but you have to deal with her. The horror. The uh, horror no, yeah. everything else is, I think unlicensed uh, no problem because for school i have to to, to look after that yeah. oh yeah there's one one slide in there it's for my german uh, podcast about school stuff and school methodology and, and uh, in which i also talk about organization mm -hmm. and self-care and all that stuff however in the other language mm -hmm. um so if you really want to hear me talk <laughs> about in german about that stuff you can do I'm not holding you back. Yeah, but I, I, if I understood German, it would certainly be very appealing. Um, yeah, well, do you, do you want lessons? <laughs> no, what I, I what I, I may I, do I is a... is my sister and my brother-in-law are um, like he actually has a degree in in the German language. Um, he's a graphic designer now, but his actual degree is the the sort of. Um, uh, the linguistics degree that that you need to be like diplomats or translators, because he's just fascinated with the German language, um, and always has been. Uh, so I might be like, "Hey, give this a listen." Right now, it may I, be I, that he knows I, high German, not colloquial German. 
Oh well, there there's not so much of a difference. Yeah. I'm not I'm I my German is not broad Bavarian or something like that. So <laughs> I, I have an accent. I actually don't have a Bav- don't have a Bavarian accent. Mm-hmm. Um I have a Thuringian accent which is um north of Bavaria, but that's not a problem. Um I can give you the link to all the podcasts I do mm-hmm. because I have I have a page on which all those are collected. They are all in German. Um if he likes to um well and, people, and i need it people to, can to give share it in the in the show notes so yeah yeah P- people can give it a listen um we we just stop with the one that explains all of german political system <laughs> yeah that's actually one for my students mm-hmm. um that's the one that started the whole podcasting thing Oh, uh, I, I was. It's it's actually not by me. It's by a German radio moderator and one of those big German names in podcasting. And mm-hmm. I called him and we talked about how, how how to be a politics teacher. And and then people came up and said, "You know that guy? Can't he explain all of this stuff?" Oh well. And so we we went for three years and explained all of this stuff. Wow. And now I have a collection of podcasts that explains my whole. Uh, politics class, uh, class yeah. to my students and all my students at the beginning of the year get the link to the podcast and get mm-hmm. the link to the blog which is the show notes and mm-hmm. the fun thing is they can use that because well I'm the last person who can say oh you learned it from that thing that's wrong <laughs> yeah? because I think I said it and I think I wrote, written it yep. um, it's it's so it's a really great tool, mm-hmm. and we we also do a school podcast, for example, for my school, in which we talk about dates and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of going on there as well. So you, you get the link. Yeah, and and I I find this interesting. You're using podcasts both as teaching and learning tools. Yes, we also have um, podcast equipment in school. Nowadays, in, in, in English, for example, they have a demand of you to do audio productions with the students. So, so mm. you know, nothing professional, but right. you want, uh, they should produce that. Um, I'm a bit grumpy about this because their, their only idea is to say it's a podcast and that means we make a recording and then that's it. And I say, no, it's a podcast if it has an RSS feed. Mm-hmm. And but we have an RSS feed, and this year I tried to do those podcast things with my students and actually publish them on oh. the school podcast feed. Right. But GDPR and so on, we have we have to look into mm. that. Yeah. And and of course the students might be a bit mm, ashamed of their English, for example. However, I don't expect them to be per- perfect. If they were perfect, they shouldn't be there. Yeah, if they um, were perfect, they, they I don't would expect be class. me That's to be fine. perfect. Yeah, I and I've been speaking English all my life, and I know I'm not perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, interestingly enough, last time we talked, I was more anxious than today. I don't know what it is. Some, perhaps some more inner calm. Yeah, um, uh, or or you know, you know what to expect. The, the first time we did this, it was it was sort of that um, kind of unknown, uh, and it was early in the podcast, so neither of us kind of knew what we were doing with the interview. <laughs> I've done how many interviews since the last time we talked? So I, I, I know what I'm doing. You've done this before. You've, you know what's involved. That reduces anxiousness a lot. It really does. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
also probably in, in it's in my in my personally in, in my personal life I just give I, in the last years I learned to give a shit about <laughs> more things yeah uh, to not give a shit about more uh, mm -hmm. more things uh, to, and to give a shit about things that are important to me and those mm -hmm. are usually my students and not anything yeah that just distracts you like administration yeah so um do, do do we want to go on is there anything you want to know more I, I no I think I think this is a, a great start. The the interesting thing is going to be if the people who are listening want to hear more about it then we'll find a way to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um one note mm -hmm. in earlier versions of the talk I actually had GDD in there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um and I threw it out because you actually cannot tell people how to do that and I don't do it as well. Mm -hmm. So It's it's actually overkill for students, um, from my perspective. Yeah, uh, the David Allen Company really wants you to pay them for the teaching portions. Yeah, if I do it in German, they won't love or no. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, yeah. other, the, the, the side effect is that it is it can be a very difficult system to explain when you start to, to get into the details. Right. I mean, even the basics mm -hmm. are not non applicable to 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 to, to students. Yeah. It's just this: they don't have stuff they have to do now, and they don't have stuff to do. So, so the whole delegation part just mm -hmm. doesn't happen. Who do they want to delegate their homework to? Their parents? They shouldn't. They shouldn't. Yeah. Um, oh. Oh. Ah. Uh, I believe we have a FedEx delivery happening. Um, so, folks, we're gonna we're gonna pause and we'll pick up after that. Um, so let me let me make a note that that's it. Anytime a box shows up for Ursula that says uh, outdoorsource.com and sounds like sand running in it makes me nervous. <laughs> um but uh but that's the okay. Seeds or what? I I don't know, it's really heavy. It's really heavy. I don't know. Um, and the other thing is that, uh, of course, Lorge is being a good alarm rooster and was yelling that there was a, a, a truck. So I had to appease yeah, the yeah, I heard him. Yeah. yeah it, also, usually, from my perspective, um, don't be that afraid about those background noises. Mm -hmm. Usually, you don't hear them. And I don't know. Flocke walked in here, and then she walked out again. I, the, well, thank you. Yeah, for for a lot of the background noises, I I just let things roll. And uh, by the way, we are rolling now. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, the problem is that the dogs are so loud. Um, oftentimes, even with headphones on, I can't keep things focused. Um, you know, with the cat when the when the cat's being a jackass behind me, nobody hears that he's knocking stuff off the desk. But it it breaks my concentration. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Usually, mm -hmm. what what Flocke does while, while podcasting is that uh, she she puts stuff in my lap because mm -hmm. she wants to be played with, mm -hmm. and and I ignore her, and then she doesn't like me, or she sleeps here, and usually only if there's really things in 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 the hallway outside um and and only special special things she she starts barking baying and yeah. so on um and she's an old lady so that's not a problem that's fine yeah yeah ernie ernie is is the one who will start to whine and dance and whine and whine until 
it just completely breaks any concentration I had. Um, and usually he's whining because either he has to go out and pee or, uh, Hound has to go, Lacey has to go out and pee. And so there is an urgency to it. Uh, but sometimes like if I'm in the middle of a con call, he loves to do it when I'm in the middle of a con call. It's really hard to, um, to, to concentrate on what's actually going on in the call when the dog is like outside your office dancing and whining. So. But I work yeah. from home, so that's one of the known risks, and we all know that risk at at my job. So because we all work from home. Yeah, I mean, I I I have a good coexistence with the dog. She she's really happy to to have company, and if she doesn't want to have company, she just doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. Yeah. And well, we we got used to each other. She she wasn't my dog for a long time. Uh, I only have a. Uh, for three years and before she was the dog of a good friend mm -hmm. so now we we arrange our lives with each other yeah yeah the only thing i, I really can't do is uh, let her live more than two weeks with my parents because after that i basically have to retrain her yeah every, Which, every time our friend the shepherd comes to visit she spoils the dogs and the cats so bad that i have to i uh I have to retrain them a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. After that, I noticed that I'm probably not going to want to have children. And if I have children, I probably just tell them that they don't have grandparents. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Because they manage to, to spoil the dog. What do they do to the children? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we were just wrapping up using podcasts as learning and teaching tools, yeah. and uh, uh, we had, had uh, uh, tangented to David Allen's getting things done. Yeah. Um, so, have uh, uh, in in terms of dealing with failure or or when you miss a goal, has anything changed there? Uh, no, I'm st I'm still with okay. I think things go 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 wrong and mm -hmm. if they go wrong that's still a learning experience um as i said i'm 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 a bit 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 um under the water still because i had a really hard day yesterday in my volunteer work uh which was really draining mm -hmm. and we we looked at the situation afterwards and two basically trained professionals mm -hmm. didn't see the problem uh yeah and and then what ensued afterwards, um, I think we dealt very, very well with. Mm -hmm. And there might be some fallout tomorrow because, well, um, th there might be some things coming up. But we can deal with them as well professionally. And I think actually in the end, this is all going to be good, although I probably still feel shitty for two days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that's which, that's normal, yeah. Yeah, which which might be a side effect of doing work with people and actually caring about them. Yeah. Yeah. At least two therapists told me that 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 that's actually how you how you should behave as a human. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I still dispute that, but because <laughs> it doesn't feel good, and they always told me that 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 it's a good idea. Inter interestingly enough, mm -hmm. to be told. Um, yeah, do I have another phrase to put there? Um, the 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 
my experience is each time you have one of those hard moments, mm-hmm. it's not only a learning experience. Usually, you you and everyone else is better for it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I had moments in which I have apologized to students in front of the whole class. Mm-hmm. I think I also introduced it with the sentence, you are now going to witness something teachers usually don't do. I would like teachers to do it more and uh-huh. to be more authentic and to say, okay, I fucked up and I didn't treat you well because we are, we, we are not, we are not um, gods and we shouldn't behave like those. And and I think uh, not just teachers. I think a lot of authority figures, uh, parents, uh, should do it more often. Um, I one of the best yeah. managers I've had uh, was very good about you know what we I screwed that up, and so here's here's what we're going to do to fix it. And it wasn't, and it it wasn't like a big deal when he decided to do that uh, the first time. Okay, the first time it kind of blew my mind, but. Uh, it was the way he worked and it was very authentic and it was great. Um, and working for the company I'm working for now, even my, my CEO is like, look, here are some things that we're probably going to get wrong and we're going to address it. And here's a thing. It looks like I got wrong and here's what we're doing to fix it. It's, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Of course, now that we're a public company, there's a lot more of, we have to be careful, because if we get this wrong or whatever, it's going to make a lot of investors unhappy, and we kind of have to keep an eye on that, but it's not our primary motivation. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I think humility and humanity is something mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. And, and especially still in Germany, you're trained um, to, be, to, to, to not let that show. Um, and our students are are through the school system still trained to not let that show, so um, mm-hmm. or to to be submissive. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you know we, school year over here started three weeks ago. Right. I have a special class that has um, students that are that that are that's a preparation class to go on to the class in which you get your fi- the final degree. Right. Right. And I usually ask them, what do you think how good your English is? And at least half of them tell you it's crappy. And I don't believe that. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Because, and that might sound arrogant, but I think um, it's actually just just a bit of professionalism. The only person in that room who can say if their English is crap or not Mm -hmm. is me. They never know, um, and they have gotten wrong feedback. And this mm-hmm. year, I, I had at least one young lady mm-hmm. who told me at least five times she's not good in this, and so on. And then I had her write an, an, an essay like everyone else in class. Mm-hmm. And I returned her essay and I said, you know, you should trust me, and you should stop telling yourself that you are crappy in English, because this one, you could actually pass the final exam next year. So, and that, um, that's like just suddenly a, a just a, a boom, right? It's it's like no, no, she's not going to believe me. Ah, because her picture of herself is far mm. more important to herself than what I say. I'm just a weird guy with a septum piercing and nerd shirts. 
So I, I, I just have a one-year campaign to prove to her that I'm right. Yeah, okay. Preferably with grades, and mm-hmm. she's going to do everything to prove herself right, mm-hmm. which is not good. But um, that's that's pedagogics and psychology there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we ha- we have this 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 great culture of understatement. I mean, I think as last time I already talked about that over here in Franconia, there is this saying that. The, the, there's the saying "basto," which basically means "ah, fair enough" or something like mm-hmm. that. It's okay. Let's go with "it's okay." It's, yeah. um, and that's the highest level of praise you can get. So the saying says that mm-hmm. "it's okay" is the highest level of praise you can get. Ooh. So if someone doesn't have anything to criticize, mm-hmm. that's okay. And people live by that. Yeah. Wow, yeah. So so. So and there's a lot of culture, German culture, in there that that mm-hmm. tells you, if no one is complaining, uh, if no one if, is complaining, um, it's it's perfect, or actually it's even not good enough to say it's perfect. Right. Yeah? If no one's and, complaining, and, and, you've hit the baseline. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's uh, it, there. There is there there is no level of praise, so you cannot tell people it's exceptionally good. And to make another example, mm-hmm. the grading system we use in my school is a 15-point grading system. It's going to get weird. Okay. Um, so if you – there's zero points, which is basically an F. Um, and then you have one, two, three, which is still not passing. And then everything above three okay. to 15 is passing. And okay. 15 is basically A+. Plus. And everything in between is grades, and passing grade would be four points, which is also half of the uh, credits in the test. Okay. Now, double-digit grades are the best grades you can get. Uh, So, if you ask our students, what is a good grade to get, they usually answer, it's only good if you get double digits. Now, mathematically... Test theoretically, mm-hmm. everything above four is great. Everything mm-hmm. about seven, uh, above seven is perfectly okay. Everything around nine mm-hmm. is also perfectly okay. However, mm-hmm. a lot of our students think that is not there. That doesn't show any value. Right. So, so, right. so if, if you have that grade. You're, you don't show value as a student. Yeah? You're not worth anything. You're only worth something if you have double-digit grades. Yeah, And I, then you can imagine how it is if someone actually gets those zero to, to three grades. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And there's this whole area of fatalism going on then. And you have to get people out of that fatalism. And there's one thing I didn't didn't explain when when we talked about that time management talk. Mm-hmm. One important part I do there is that I try to explain to students mm-hmm. that our work in school is invisible. Right. Yeah. Um, we can we can make the example here. We are just talking. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the eyes of people, we are just talking. Now, this is not that highly cognitive uh, and, and strenuous right now, but right. in school it is. It's mm-hmm. yeah, there are high cognitive tasks. Even if I just give you a piece of paper and you you, you do math exercises or th- something like that. Yeah. However, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. no one's going to be interested in that. So if you study for an exam for three hours, there's 
no gratification for that. Right. And that's one my one of my major arguments for doing to-do lists, mm-hmm. to have a gratification for that, to to see what you have done. Because you feel like shit after you do that. Yeah, you're you're stressed out, you're drained. And you have no positive effect. Nothing, nothing to show for it, as it were, until yeah. you take the exam. And then you take the exam, and you still get a grade around five points, mm-hmm. which society tells you, that's not good enough. Right. You're not good enough, in the, in the eyes of many people. So you put in a lot of work, mm-hmm. and there is no gratification, and even probably a kick in the butt. And we have to work against that. Okay. And one thing is to show people to do to do lists. So, and that's one of the reasons I show them Kanban boards, mm-hmm. so they have a visualization to to see, okay, what what did I do over this this year? Right. Um, and that's, I, I think that's that's so important. Mm-hmm. And I just noticed that that I sound so utterly inspiring that I despise <laughs> myself a little bit for that. But that's okay. <laughs> No, that's 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 fair. I mean, there 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 comes a point where you have to set not just you you have to reset your expectations for yourself and tell society to bugger off. Um, in in my case, it was there was uh, I went to uh, a high school. I never finished college, but I went to a high school whose whose focus was on you know high performers and gifted students and and all this. And I was the C and D student. And sometimes F, in you know, in 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 your parlance, I was the the uh, the five to seven student, uh, sometimes the the four and under student, um, amongst people who were driven to be nine or above, and often achieved that, right? And so I had to reset my own expectations around you know what passing is good enough, yeah, and and. In- it turns out that in my career that that turned out to be uh very helpful in getting over some perfectionism traits later because you know in in software design sometimes working is good enough yes and there's there there is a story i usually tell my students mm-hmm. i actually have a bad university degree because well i gave a shit mm-hmm. and i was probably clinically depressed at that time um Took me it took me ten more years to find that out. Yeah. Um, and I usually ask them what they believe happened to my high school diploma. Mm-hmm. So the the important exam they want to get uh, when I went to university. And I guess around them and I said, you know what what actually happened? I walked into the university offices. I gave them my high school diploma. They opened it up. They looked if there was the right stamp in there and mm-hmm. if there was a signature in there. And then they folded it back together and then they put a hole punch to it and punched some holes into it. And it was never to be seen again. So the only thing yep. that ever happened to that high school diploma was a hole punch. And you know what? That is going to happen to your exams as well. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why you should risk your mental health, your bodily health, or anything, uh, uh, or your free time, or your social health, for something people put a hole punch through. Right. Now, there, there, are, there are university uh, degrees where you have to have a certain 
uh, they have to have a certain exam grade. But yeah. um, that's something to decide later on. Mm -hmm. And probably that wouldn't make you happy anyway. I, we're, we're going through that with, with college applications now. There's been a big um, focus at, at Jacob's school for on, on, you know, maintaining a certain level of academic excellence in order to get into college. And that's the thing I think that, that maybe isn't emphasized enough. And, and this is across the academic spectrum is that that matters right up to the point where you get accepted into the college, right? You're accepted into the college. You you're, you're working on it. And now, uh, basically, you are. It's it's not about what you did for the years leading up to getting into college. Now it's about what you're doing in the college, right? And yeah. and that's that's a really hard mental shift for a lot of people, a lot of students, uh, and something I'm probably going to have to work on uh, with with Jake when he's uh, as we get towards the end of the school year. In that, all right, this is over and done, and it's not about what you did; it's about what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And interestingly enough, you in the U.S. even have more of those high school celebrations at the end. Yep. We have a certain amount of that, and I'm a bit opposed to the, to, to that, actually, because it makes – yeah, I can understand it. It's, it's, it's an end, and you should celebrate it, but it also makes the degree or the certificate so much more special, which it probably isn't. You, college degrees, I can understand – I, so interestingly enough, I think a lot of that goes back to the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. And I'm, I'm, uh, folks, just if I'm wrong here, please write in because I am just making shit up right now and interpreting it the way I see it. But remember, in in the states, until um, we really started to enact public school systems uh, after World War One. Right. Um, almost, I would say the majority of the citizens of the states uh, did not have high school degrees. They had the bare minimum of, of schooling necessary to do whatever job they were in. And there was a lot of rural and agra agrarian jobs. So someone who got a high school diploma, that was a big deal because you were educated. Uh, and compared to maybe a lot of your neighbors, unless you were in a city, you were almost highly educated. Going to college was almost unreachable for so many people. So graduating high school may be the last formal education you got, right? Mm -hmm. um, after World War II with the GI Bill with um, and, and possibly even after World War I when more people when, – when there was a bigger emphasis on, on, um, on education, on a lot of those, those things, uh, post-Victorian, basically, um, a lot of the culture over you have graduated high school and that's a big damn deal carried over, uh, in, and in some parts of the country still, uh, high school, like in my case, high school was the, the last formal degree, quote unquote, that I got. So for me, that, that celebration was, uh, somewhat memorable, but, uh, it's, it's almost like, um, now it's more a celebration of what you just finished and, uh, what you're about to do. Yeah. I mean, the, our, our principal headmaster does, does 
um, does a speech every time mm -hmm. and that's always the topic you will go on to and so on and I think okay if you notice that why are you talking for 20 minutes <laughs> um, uh, you can do it in five yeah and I can get out of that stupid suit um, I, I will get a new suit uh, but yeah. but uh, the the this this whole thing mm -hmm. it's it's mainly it's for I think I think for our students as well it's cathartic it's like mm -hmm. fuck yeah we did this yeah. and interesting enough the real celebration is five hours later mm -hmm. in in a pub <laughs> and they they. When when it's your your own class, you usually get invited. And there's actually a second celebration that's even bigger. That's the one at the last day of exams. Yeah, yeah. We have this really nice uh, botanical garden and park, and all the students go into that botanical garden and park, and magically, uh, huge crates of beer uh, appear. Just out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, also has nothing to do with the fact that we have 12 breweries in the city limits. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. You might get a choice, and then students somehow get sloshed. Yeah. Um, I, I, can really I can really understand them. Um, it's, it's, it, it's really, nowadays, I think uh, high school is a harrowing experience, and mm -hmm. it shouldn't be. Uh, and... and, and and in the end, people only learn to pass tests. So the only thing we know after the test is not if they are actually well educated, but that they can pass a test. Yeah, yeah. I, which is a skill I don't know if we need that in society. Yeah. People who are good at passing tests. It occurs to me that one of the other things, at least in the states, is that uh, high school graduation is almost a rite of passage. Because it's 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 a a point where we're basically saying you are done being a child and you're an adult now. You can't drink, um, but in a lot of ways, the expectation is now that you're done with high school, either you're going to college or you're going to work and get a job and are expected to start maintaining an independent lifestyle. Yeah, and which mm -hmm. which age is, um, is high school? High school is usually um, uh, 17 to 18 years old. Like, um, Jake is going to be 18 uh, next month, so legally he's going to be an adult next month. Uh, but, uh, you know, some of his, uh, his, his classmates, or even in the case of my older son, he was 17 when he graduated. He wouldn't turn 18 legally an adult for another month. But... In terms of rites of passage, the ceremonial uh, going back to the old, uh, older practices or whatever, that you're an adult now and expected to, um, or at least more, ex more expectation on you to be able to take care of yourself and live independently, happens right around 18 years old and right around the high school graduation time frame. Yeah. In Germany, you can leave school at 15. Yeah. And with a with a legal degree, and that's a one one that gets you uh, an, an apprenticeship or a training as mm -hmm. a factory worker or something like that, mm -hmm. doesn't give you um, any kind of access to to higher education. And then there's one with sixteen, and then there's basically what's high school. Yeah. Um, 
So, so, and, and I'm in, at the school where the people who got the other degrees mm. get their high school diploma. Yeah. At least they try. And yeah. well, don't let me get into social status <laughs> sec segregation in Germany. Yeah, uh, there's, there, there, there's a length, lengthy rent waiting there as well. Yeah. And, and, and we're, we're running a little long, so that's okay. We don't <laughs> need to go into that. But okay. all of this discussion does dovetail right into, I think, uh, how do you celebrate – have you changed how you celebrate successes if you celebrate successes? Because we're talking about, I think in a lot of ways, students celebrating their success. They got through it. They got to the end of it. They're celebrating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They celebrate. I still do the thing where I just – and not to myself and go to my car in the dust mm. of the summer. <laughs> um, I, I think I, 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 do, I do some more of celebratory whiskey mm -hmm. and sometimes do things for me. Um, interesting. So, so what, what's gotten better is um, uh, uh, filling, filling, filling the void when when I need it. So, mm -hmm. so cel celebrate every day to a certain extent. So I started to do a bit more of more wellness and so on. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and 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 doing things for myself and thinking about the idea that after a, a well worked week, I could actually just go um, to. Uh, into town, into mm -hmm. one of the hundred pubs we have, or something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, meet up with people, and not make it make it work. And it, that's still hard, but yeah. it's uh, it gets better. And mm -hmm. also, yeah, whatever celebratory sushi. I I am a big fan of celebratory sushi. Yeah, we have this really good sushi restaurant close to school. That's really bad. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we we can now get um, actually acceptable sushi at one of the grocery stores. They're, they've actually got a sushi chef making it right there, and we're close to the ocean, so it's not that big a deal. But last night, I'm like, well, I have to go pick up my prescriptions. It's right by the grocery store. Actually, the pharmacy's in the grocery store. And uh, Ursula's like, why don't we just have sushi tonight? And I'm getting sushi, and he's making me a couple things fresh right then and there. <sighs> yeah, there are things we could get. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, wait, mm -hmm. I saw something like that in a, in one of the stores in Bamberg as well. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I have to, I have to follow up, but that's on that's on the other side of of, of the city, so it's yeah. really not. Uh, it, it, I think it's it's a fifteen minute drive, and that's a long time for Germans. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, uh, Europe, where a uh, uh, hundred year or where a hundred miles is a long way and a hundred years is a very short time. America, where a hundred years is a long time and a hundred miles is a short drive. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy that I can go now go to Berlin with a 300 kilometers an hour train in only oh. two hours. It's so good. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous yeah. of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would okay. love to be able to go to DC in in two hours by train instead of six hours by train or by car. So yeah, <sighs> yeah. <sighs> so all right. Um, wow, that's all that stuff. Uh, yeah. So where where can we find out more online? And you're gonna you said you're gonna send me an English version of your um, your paper on 
Yes. Yeah, of that. Uh, it's 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 a presentation I try yeah. to to make in, in mm-hmm. digestible English version. Mm-hmm. Um, more online, all my podcasting stuff is mm-hmm. on chaos-media.de. Uh, the yep. page is in German. Uh, there is a link on there that says something with podcasts, and yeah, there you find all the podcast productions I'm in, mm-hmm. and links to those websites. It's it's a plethora of WordPresses because <laughs> uh, you, you you might know that German podcasting is is right now really into WordPress mm-hmm. because we have this this magic WordPress plugin Podlove yep. that does. When I do my my monologue podcast, I just put a, a file into the WordPress and it puts it to Orphonic, it puts it back on my server, oh. it puts on all the show notes, mm-hmm. it copies in the cover picture, it generates... I wonder, I, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if, if Podlove integrates with Libsyn, which is where I do all my hosting. Well, I, I host um, this and, and Kevin and no. Ursula No, oh. But they will do, they're right now doing a standalone version, so there will be a complete pot, pot love. Mm-hmm. Um Web hosting solution to ho- host podcasts on your on your web server, and mm-hmm. it will produce all the RSS feeds and make you uh, independent of whatever uh, whatever front end you use. It's called mm-hmm. the Podlove Radiator. We are waiting for it. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, as a podcaster, that sounds fantastic. Uh, the bit where I honestly I pay um, I pay Libsyn mostly for the f- so that I don't have to maintain the storage, and if I have uh, a big hit, their servers take the bulk of it, not mine. Um, so, but uh, I I'm definitely going to look at Podlove. That sounds like so useful, and I still have to thank you for recommending Alphonic all those uh, uh, episodes ago because it has changed a lot of how I do things. Yeah. Um, did you did you see the the feature where you can do a small video in which a waveform plays while you while you play a snippet of your that that's I I mean I I I see the the player where it shows you the the peaks and all that, but I haven't seen one that does the actual wave. Now I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go dig into features again. Um, um just just ch- if you choose the output file, mm-hmm. just try audiogram. Oh. And it takes the cover picture and puts an audiogram of the sound over it, and then it's a small MP4 video. Mm-hmm. And you, I use that to promote my podcast on on Instagram, for example. Wow. Okay. So yeah, that's that's something new to new to play with. Um, I uh, yeah. I I try not to do too many videos because uh, uh, because sometimes they're just so large. Uh, but we'll we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go play with that. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and of course, uh, I have all the links from last time, uh, where to yeah. find you online. So, yes. Uh, I think I have to give you the link where you can find the, 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 the planner. So for people who. Oh, yeah. Are... Cause I didn't get the link last time and I thought my Google foo was good enough and it was not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a bit specialized. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to give you that. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you so much for coming back and, and talking to us. This has been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. And uh, and for the folks at home, we will be right back after this. 
are back. Ursula's going to panic a second until I zoom in on the recording bar so she can see it recording. I, I like that instant feedback. Yeah. Yeah, hi, tiny orange cat. Hi, hound. I really am grateful to Tomas for taking the time to speak with me again and to share everything he's been doing with his students and uh, the update. It's been absolutely fantastic. I may have said fantastic twice, three times now. That's okay. It is fantastic cubed, people. There you go. Also fantastic. Uh, what is, what's the next? Anyway, is. To the fourth power. They don't have a to the fourth power. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, also we have badges and they fall into the fantastical category too. If you happen to collect them. You can go to productivityalchemy.com, click on the badge how-to under the badge menu item, and it will explain how to do it and what they are and all that sort of thing. And this week's code is FAFSA form. F-A-F-S-A form. It, uh, <laughs> lasting, lasting impact on us, all one word. It haunts our dreams. Certainly, it, it certainly did not help me sleep better last week, having done it. So there's that. Uh, coming up in the next couple weeks, I have a whole slew of great interviews. Woo! I'm very excited about to be sharing. So we have that to look forward to. Uh, the other thing is that if you want to support us, there are ways which you can all find on the website: Patreon, yes. Kofi, you name it. A we direct, got it. A, a direct PayPal link, actually. Yes. If you so choose. Uh, the other thing is give to an animal rescue charity. Yes. Or to uh, Races Texas. R-A-I-C-E-S hyphen Texas. Yeah, it was linked in last week's show notes. Excellent. Uh, because they're doing good work and they need all the help they can get. And uh, if there's an animal rescue charity that isn't underfunded and desperate, I have never heard of it. Uh, yes. All of the animals in our house have come from one local animal rescue or another. And if you don't feel comfortable giving us money, give it to the puppies and kitties. Absolutely. Or the horses and cows, depending on where you are. Yeah, the farm friends where we adopted mm -hmm. our, uh, our both our hounds from does uh, lots of farm animal rescue. Yeah. So more power to them. Those are hard to place. Yeah, one of my favorite singers, uh, when she's not on tour and in the recording studio, works with a horse rescue organization in California. There you go. And for those of you who are wondering, that's Mixie from Stitched Up Heart. <laughs> so, yeah, all that stuff. And I think that's it for us. That this is week. it for this week. Everybody go out there, have a great week, and uh, stay productive. Woo!